0: M S W media This episode of The Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Join BetterHelp and you can schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist from anywhere in the world on your schedule. Listeners of Daily Beans get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com/dailybeans. <laughs> news, with swearing, Daily Beans, Daily Beans, Daily Beans, Daily Beans. Hello and welcome to The Daily Beans for Wednesday, October 2nd, 2019. Today, the ICIG defends the whistleblower. A judge in the McCabe case tells Barr to put up or shut up. The DOJ backs Trump in the Manhattan DA Mazar's case. A possible quid pro quo with Australia. The Trump administration is now officially obstructing the impeachment of the inquiry. The Trump administration is now officially obstructing the impeachment inquiry. Giuliani lawyers up and why Trump is still looking at 2016. I'm your host, A.G., and with me today is Amanda Reeder. Hello, A.G. Hey, how are you? I'm doing pretty well. Good. Jordan Coburn is sick today. She has a throat thing and she was kind of losing her voice yesterday. We yeah. had her microphone cranked up, so we hope that she feels better. Um, so how are you? You know what? what?
1: There's so much news. I know. I, and, I, and I'm a news junkie, but it's like so much news. And honestly, like... I know I'm on your team, but as a listener of the show, I'm grateful even because I'm like, thank you for doing this research for me. <laughs> it feels like
0: it feels like uh, February of this year with the Mueller investigation. It's so Like crazy the news right now. was just bam, 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 yeah. bam every day, every day. And for a while there, we were having two two and a half hour long shows. So I'm going to try to squeeze it into an hour today. We'll see yeah. how we do. Uh, but you know, you never know. Uh, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. So, as you were saying, a lot's gone down in the last 24 hours in the impeachment inquiry. So we'll start there. First, the secretary of state, Mike, Mike, (laughs) Mike, Mompeo, (laughs) Mompeo, your your mompeo, your mompeo, (laughs) wrote a letter to the House Foreign Affairs Committee chairman, Elliot Engel, regarding the the deposition of multiple State Department employees in the Ukraine impeachment inquiry. Uh, The letter says the official scheduled to appear this week before committees will not be made available until he obtains, quote, further clarity on the matter. Uh, you broke the law, asshole. So there, clear clear enough for you? Uh, he went on to say, the depositions were an attempt to intimidate, bully, and treat improperly the distinguished professionals of the Department of State. Pompeo says he will not tolerate such tactics, and he will use all means at his disposal to prevent and expose any attempts to intimidate the dedicated professionals. He's proud to lead. Blah blah blah. But he also says that he didn't give. Him, uh, That they didn't give him or the officials enough time to prepare or consult with lawyers for these depositions, uh, lawyers of the State Department mm-hmm. or maybe the White House. These officials he's talking about are uh, Yovanovich, Yv- uh, who was you the know, former ambassador, mm-hmm. uh, Volker, the special envoy, Sondland, Kent and Brecht Buell. So that's happening. That's yeah. step one.
1: Love that that his strategy, Democrats are asking for transparency, and his strategy is just to go, you're bullying us. (laughs) We don't have to tell the truth. That's... Pushing us into a corner. (laughs) So that's
0: not step one. Cut a hole in a box. He's been learning from his boss, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He's been taking tips. (laughs) Then the House Dems pushed back against Pompeo's block of State Department depositions, warning him to stop intimidating witnesses. Any effort to intimidate witnesses or prevent them from talking to Congress is illegal and will constitute evidence of uh, obstruction of an impeachment inquiry. And I think the reason that he did that, there was some little breaking news coming out from Scott Studman. Uh, today where apparently there are documents showing that um, uh, Pompeo was asking if he can discipline uh, people who come forward or are or, or deposed or whatever like that. So that's some breaking news that's in there and I think that might be where the witness intimidation part is coming from. So
1: you're saying that if, if he's wanting to punish anyone in the State Department who helps the Democrats?
0: Yeah, apparently maybe just surrounding these five depositions or maybe anybody in the department, apparently Pompeo asked his legal counsel if he can possibly uh, punish these people. Cool. Yeah. Cool. No bigs. Totally legal. Totally cool. Um, Congress may infer from this obstruction that any withheld documents and testimony would reveal information that corroborates the whistleblower complaint. That was a nice little added addition that, that they put in there. So they're taking it a step beyond obstruction, saying they'll have to assume the shit you're hiding corroborates the accusations of wrongdoing against the administration. In the statement, they also refer to Pompeo as a fact witness, because, as you know, we have just recently learned he was on the call mm-hmm. between Trump and Zelensky. Uh, Schiff declined to comment on how he will respond. So we're waiting to see on that. But that's interesting. Yeah. That's step two. Uh, what's step one? Cut a hole in a box. Step two, put your dick in that box. <laughs> no. Uh, My dick in a box Do you remember that song? That's what I'm doing (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm doing (laughs) Do I remember it? That's what I'm doing Oh Andy Sandberg Yes Uh, And then as we learned today um, That Volcker We learned this This is just coming out On Tuesday Volcker will still testify Thursday Despite Pompeo's objections And we're hearing it Will likely be behind Closed doors Womp womp And that's according To an aide telling CNN Volcker resigned last week After being named In the whistleblower report Additionally the testimony Of the former U.S. ambassador Yovanovich That was supposed to happen tomorrow is going to be delayed likely until the end of next week probably Friday of next week which I think is October 11th uh, then Giuliani lawyered up uh, as news breaks today that kaludi Rudy just hired a former Watergate prosecutor to represent him in in this scandal he still hasn't said if he's going to uh, comply with the subpoena for documents or not yet but they're asking for two years of documents and I believe he has till October 15th to hand those over that's off the top of my head so forgive me if that's wrong corrections <laughs> I think it's right though uh, and Republican Chuck Grassley, that old bird. Um, no, I'm not bird shaming or. Age-shaming. But um, I'm grassly shaming. So he's the guy in the Senate and he's rebuking Trump, actually, for attacking the whistleblower. So high-, high five, I guess. One of the main talking points of the Ukraine clown posse is that the whistleblower form was mysteriously changed in August. And Jim Jordan's all over this and McCarthy's all over this. They're calling it a conspiracy. But this whistleblower actually used the old form. And the ICIG has also come forward saying the claims by Trump and others that the form was revised and the whistleblower lacked firsthand knowledge are false. He makes clear the complainant Need not possess firsthand information in order to file a complaint or, in inf- or information with respect to an urgent concern, uh, but be that it is may be that at it be that as it may, the ICIG says the whistleblower stated on the form that he or she possessed both firsthand and other information, mm-hmm. and that they had direct knowledge of certain alleged conduct. So it's not all secondhand; it's not all hearsay. And if the call was hearsay because that person wasn't on the call, mm-hmm. Trump released the transcript of the call yeah. with, with some ellipses. But the fact that this
1: is still a talking point I actually it's all they have yeah but it's so crazy I was actually
0: the fact that Hillary's emails are still a talking point yeah
1: it, it's really insane I was um, uh, I think Jordan brought this up on yesterday's episode uh, and, and you did as well talking about all of you know the people going on TV to defend him and Lindsey Graham was like this is hearsay this is second hand information mm. and the interviewer was like um, okay but the transcript came out and it confirms everything yeah. and he's like yeah but it's hearsay and I'm like this is
0: it's yeah, and something else to remember, that the Whistleblower Act has always said you don't have to have mm-hmm. first-hand information. Yeah. It's always said that. It's been in the law forever. Yeah. A lawyer would know that. Right. Um, a good lawyer would know that. That's because Trump has dirt on Lindsey Graham, so... <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, more breaking news. The State Department Inspector General is requesting an urgent briefing with key committees on the Hill regarding the Ukraine matter. This, I think, is a bombshell. According to a committee aide... The letter written by the State Department Inspector General is, quote, highly unusually and cryptically worded. Hmm. It didn't go into details, but the IG is saying they have documents, documents. Uh, somebody, by the way, called that out correctly. It's Mitch Hedberg documents <laughs> from the State Department's acting legal advisor, acting legal advisor, Um. And they want to come to Congress and talk about these documents that they have. The committees they want to brief include House Foreign Affairs, Senate Foreign Relations, House and Senate Appropriations, House Oversight, Senate Homeland Security, Senate Intelligence and House Intelligence. Damn. That's a broad range of stuff. And the State Department Inspector General is the watchdog of that agency, Mm -hmm. which Mike Pompeo is in charge of. Um, the State Department, and and they're supposed to operate independently of the State Department, the Inspector General. Mm -hmm. Now, we're experts now on the Whistleblower Act, right, for intelligence communities, but how does it work for the State Department? In the intel community, uh, like the CIA, for example, you take it, if if you're in the CIA, you have a complaint, you take it to the um, ICIG, who makes the determination and forwards that to the DNI, Director of National Intelligence. That director of national intelligence is this buffer between, you know, the president and the CIA, the FBI, all of the 17 intelligence agencies. Um, that's a, a position that was added after 9-11 to kind of coordinate all 17 intelligence agencies. But the Department of State doesn't have one of those above the secretary of state. It just goes to pump from Pompeo to the president. There's no DNI in the middle of it mm-hmm. or a DNI like position. Um, the way the CIA director has the DNI above her. That's Gina Haspel. So presumably, a whistleblower would go to the Department of State Inspector General. If you're in the Department of State, you go to the Inspector General. The IG would likely inform the Secretary of State. But if this is a whistleblower complaint about the Secretary of State, where would you go? I'd say Congress. So these documents came from the State Department's acting legal advisor, and that's the legal advisor that advises Pompeo. So did a whistleblower go to the IG who then went to the legal counsel to follow up and got documents As part of their, you know, inspector general inspection. And now they need to share those with Congress. That could be what happened. Or someone in the State Department found documents, sent them to the IG, and the IG is going to Congress. Uh, Given those committees, though, Mm -hmm. appropriations, Homeland Security, intelligence, foreign affairs, oversight. uh, This sounds to me like someone found documents supporting the withholding of military aid from Ukraine and NATO NATO programs, such as uh, European Um, reassurance and european defense Mm -hmm. those are nato programs designed to help fund against russia you know attacking sovereign nations in the eu uh it has could have to do with that it could have to do with the ukraine peace plan which is trump trying to get a peace deal between zelensky and putin going on because if if he gets that peace deal he can lift sanctions uh or uh, the javelin sales or all three because appropriations is how we spend our money yeah foreign affairs now the armed services committee is not on here so it might not have to do with the javelin sales but it could have to do with withholding them i i don't know but i th- i think that this is pretty explosive because to, to set yeah send a cryptic letter to congress and saying we're coming to tell all these committees and when is this happening tomorrow tomorrow mm. about mm. urgent documents we have about the ukraine stuff this makes me want to get up early. Being uh, on the West Coast is such a pain. And it also could be the documents yeah. that, that of, of Barr or I'm sorry, Pompeo asking if he can punish people who, who come out that, you know, against yeah. the administration. It could be those documents. It could be anything. Uh, it it seems pretty massive to me, though. So, I yeah. mean, you know, obviously we'll keep you posted. It's nuts, right? That is nuts. That's, I mean, and uh, like you said, like you pointed out, like the number
1: of different committees that they're calling in, like it's clearly something huge and also something that proves and corroborates everything that's been going on the last week or so. So sounds
0: huge. Yeah. And just, I, I want to make clear too, they aren't meeting with the chairs and um, uh, vice chairs of these committees. They're meeting with committee staff. Mm-hmm. So apparently there's going to be just this briefing with staff members from each of these committees in this hearing. Mm-hmm. Um So that blows my mind. And that might be the way it normally happens. Like it had the DNI in the in the whistleblower case that, you know, we're talk we've been talking about for a week. Had the DNI gone to Congress, I'm not sure that they would go to the gang of eight directly or if they would go to committee staff aides, staffers or how that works. Yeah, Uh, it it just it says you have to go to Congress. So we'll see. I tried to look up to see if there was a separate because the the IC has its own whistleblower protection act, Mm -hmm. the ICWPA or WBPA. Um, but the I couldn't find one for the State Department. Uh, so it might just fall under generic whistleblower protection, which yeah. means you go to your IG, the IG goes to Congress mm-hmm. if it finds an urgent and credible complaint. So
1: a whistleblower from within the State Department.
0: Yeah. Or yeah. the ICIG would go, I would say in, in a normal circumstance, mm-hmm. if the complaint isn't about Pompeo, yeah. the IC, or not the ICIG, but the IG for the State Department yeah. would Make a determination and go to Pompeo and say we have to go to and then Pompeo might have a certain amount of time to go to Congress. Yeah. Or Pompeo doesn't want to go to contract go to Congress and the IG is anyway. They may have kept it out of Pompeo's hands because it probably has to do with him. Yeah. Probably implicates him. You know, just like when when the DNI for the IC, instead of going right to Congress, he went to the people who were implicated in the whistleblower complaint. Mm -hmm. This. I see or this IG probably went maybe we shouldn't go to yeah. the white house or the director of uh you know the the secretary of state, Yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: particularly if it's about withholding the aid or anything that further proves, because you know, Mike Pompeo. Or misconduct and, by Pompeo. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not going to go to Trump or Pompeo to present evidence on Trump or Pompeo. <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe they learned their lesson about the DNI. Like, totally. I don't want to get called into Congress to ask, to answer questions. Yeah. I'm going straight to Congress with yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I I've put some beans on it. Yeah. I answering I questions why happened. you didn't bring it to Congress. So. Yeah. Like, because yeah. they had to call the DNI and he, he mm-hmm. failed to hand it over to Congress. Um, and, he, you know
1: too there could this could be a situation where there were people within the state department who were wary of this but didn't have their smoking gun per se and now that information has come out from the initial whistleblower they're able to you know give what they
0: have yeah i think everyone's emboldened now absolutely and i think that that makes the initial whistleblower just a goddamn hero so fuck yeah yeah good good for them and i think whistleblower protection is incredible and very important and we'll see Essential to democracy. I yeah. I think we'll know more tomorrow, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll make sure to keep you posted on this. Obviously, uh, it's gonna. I I have my eye on it. Like this could be the big thing. I mean, the Ukraine call is already a big thing, mm-hmm. uh, and we also don't know about the Putin call and the MBS call. But this could be. The, but this the could thing. be
1: helpful because a lot of Republicans right now have the talking point of like, there's no quid pro quo. There's no. Sorry, am I saying that wrong? <laughs> <laughs> quid pro quo quid, or squid
0: pro? pro. Squid
1: pro quo. <laughs> 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 um, you know, that's their talking point right now. Is like, well, he didn't say. On the call, yes, but if you look at if you look at the pattern of things that happened before and after, it's pretty obvious. But I'm hoping that this is is, pro- is proving that point mm-hmm. because that would completely tear down that very weak talking point that they currently have and we are lear- clinging to.
0: And we learned that from the Mueller report mm-hmm. when he said, you know, when he when he was trying to say that he didn't tell McGann to fire mm-hmm. Mueller. I didn't use the word fire. Uh, but then the totality of the evidence, the fact that McGann threatened to resign, the fact that the way that everybody exactly. acted around it, uh, when you look at the context of, of the statements, then it makes it uh, criminally true that, totally. that, that that happened. So we'll see yeah, It's happens. like you don't
1: need to see the person steal from the cookie jar. You see the crumbs on their
0: lips. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you got crumbs on your lips. All right. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Given our broken health care system and the anxiety and gaslighting coming out of the White House, there's not much that's more important than fast access to quality, affordable mental health care. But because of the barriers to care that we face in this country, it's not always easy. But there is a solution and it's called BetterHelp. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who are specialized in a wide range of issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, LGBTQ plus issues, family issues, uh, just a whole range of, of, of things that you might have on your mind so you can connect with them from the comfort of your home and secure and confidential online environment. And one of the biggest barriers to care is access, which includes long wait times for major insurers, um, the ability to travel to the provider. But with BetterHelp, you can get assistance on your own time in the comfort of your own home by scheduling secure video or phone sessions, or you can even chat or text with your professional counselor from anywhere, making it extremely convenient. Another obstacle to care in America is price, but BetterHelp is a truly affordable option, and for Daily Beans listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month with discount code Daily Beans. So why not get started today? Go to Betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. Simply fill out the questionnaire to assess your personal needs and you'll be matched up with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash dailybeans. Alright, so last night, Maddo did one of her most masterful Uh, pieces that I've heard her do. She laid out the big picture for us uh, with the globe-trotting Trump leeches traveling around trying to get other countries to help them discredit our own intelligence community's conclusions that Russia interfered in our elections while also trying to push a peace deal between Ukraine and Russia. Two major rounds of sanctions were imposed on Russia by the Obama administration and our allies. First, the first round was in response to Russia's annexation of Crimea in Ukraine. The second round was imposed for Russia's interference in our 2016 election. These were really harsh sanctions. Uh, And it's clear that Trump has been trying to make a conspiracy, any conspiracy, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't Russia that hacked our elections stick so that he can declare or at least cast doubt on the fact that it was Russia. So Trump has an excuse to lift the sanctions. So that's why he tried with the Seth Rich conspiracy, which failed, and that's why he's now trying to get Ukraine to say they hacked us, not Russia, or that the Dems were working with Ukraine. It's also why he's trying to debunk the Mueller investigation by sending Barr to Italy to create dirt on Mifsud and, and calling Australia to get them to cast doubt on Alexander Downer. That's the, who the catalyst is that kicked off the uh, the investigation. Uh, That whole purpose, that's the whole purpose, is to lift sanctions by falsely claiming it wasn't Russia that attacked us in 2016. Uh, And then we have the Ukraine stuff and Trump trying to force a peace deal uh, between Putin and Ukraine. Uh, So those are the two main things, right? Trump is basically trying to say there's peace between Russia and Ukraine so Mm -hmm. we can lift the sanctions for their annexation. Oh, and also 2016 was fake. It wasn't Russia. They didn't hack us. So we can lift sanctions for them hacking us. Those are the two main things that he's trying to do. And he's trying to do them fast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, before it's almost like before he gets impeached. <laughs> but yes. yeah, no, it's it's it, I, I was actually just listening to this on the way over this. This I didn't watch Maddow last night, but I was listening to a similar kind of narrative on the way over. And um, it the more you piece together, more the more it makes sense. The more you the more you look at the different stories and piece it together, the more that narrative rings true. And, you know, it's if you watch the press conference and we discussed it in detail the other day on um, on one of the shows, the press conference between Zelensky and Trump was so awkward when he was like Zelensky was like, yeah, we need your support. As in, can you please align with the EU and align
0: with. Yeah, but then Trump's like, you'll make a deal with Putin. Right, exactly. And Zelensky, Zelensky made this face like, yeah. oh my God. Zelensky
1: was like, what the hell are you saying, dude? You know, he's like pushing like, "I'm yeah, you and Putin can work it out. And it's, it's, it's.
0: Uh, it's, yeah, but I, the, the main point here is that it's always been about sanctions. Yeah. So thanks to Matto for putting that all together uh, for us, so letting for so we don't miss the forest for the trees here. Uh, I still think that the impeachment uh, inquiry should focus on the Ukraine mm-hmm. part about the withholding of the the military aid. in to, You know, in order to uh, facilitate an investigation into a political opponent, keep it simple, mm-hmm. stupid, as they always say. <laughs> um, but. That is one part of, and Seth Abramson will attest to this, this one part of a zillion pieces in a puzzle that just is the corruption of this administration. Uh, and I wanted to bring up a potential squid pro quo, speaking of this, in the Australia matter. Uh, I haven't heard anything about this in the mainstream media yet, but I wanted to note uh, to note the timeline of events in the call Trump made to Australia's prime minister regarding the investigation into the origins of the Mueller investigation. This is part of his attempt to disprove Russia hacked the United States so he can get san- sanctions lifted. Uh, so now we know Trump called the Australian prime minister Morrison on May 18th. He, he called to discuss having them help Barr investigate what happened with Alexander Downer and the Papadopoulos thing. Um, and Papadopoulos is reporting or uh, Alexander Downer's reporting to our intelligence agencies that he'd been told by Papadopoulos that he had a line on Hillary's emails from Mifsud, his professor. Uh, From, uh, I think, Cambridge. We also know that on May 28th, Ambassador Joe Hockey wrote a letter to Bill Barr offering assistance in the matter, a copy of which was sent to the White House Chief of Staff, Mick Mulvaney, by the way, acting Chief of Staff. Just put acting in front of everything. (laughs) It also said. Uh, His letter, Joe Hockey's letter to uh, the White House acting White House chief of staff and um, Bill Barr said, while Alexander Downer is no longer employed by the government, we stand ready to provide you with all the relevant information to support your inquiries. And that very week, and this is the interesting part, there were reports that Trump considered placing trade tariffs on Australian aluminum, which under a deal struck by Trump and the former former prime minister in 2018, they'd been exempt up to uh, up to then to to this on the steel and aluminum tariffs. Trump also did not deny the reporting. The prime minister did not deny the reporting, but he downplayed it, Mm -hmm. Um, reporting from the New York Times. Uh, Instead, the US decided against making any changes that week to the arrangement and kept Australian aluminum and steel exempt from tariffs. Uh, And we've learned that the conversation between Morrison and Trump was also hidden in the code word classified system Trump's been using to obfuscate scrutiny of politically harmful phone calls and meetings. But we still don't have any confirmation that the tariffs were held off in exchange for assistance with the investigation into the Mueller probe, but I'm going to put some beans on it. That's just his M.O. Yeah. Um, And an update on beans. Uh, We've been saying since Sunday that Barr was in Italy, we thought, to investigate deep state conspiracies related to the Mueller investigation, particularly the idea that Mifsud is a plant um, that entrapped Papadopoulos, who eventually bragged to the Australian diplomat, Alexander Downer, which kicked off the probe. Uh, Republicans have been arguing... The dossier and the FISA warrant on Page that was f- based on the dossier, which it's not only based on the dossier, is what started the investigation, which is stupid. Even even Nunez's dumb memo that he you know ran around. I have a memo, and even that um, says that it wasn't. It was the Alexander Downer thing, but the, and the, and also the timeline is all wrong because it was September that you know Page had already quit the campaign, and that's when he was you know um, being put under wire like surveillance and for good reason he's been caught up in russian spy rings twice already (laughs) Uh, but that's this is what they're doing though nonetheless and monday we found out Barr was in italy trying to discredit our own u.s intelligence agencies and we're like yay we were right he was in italy doing that that's why he was there but they didn't mention mifsud but breaking today we've learned that we were in fact right because Barr went to rome to listen to a deposition from you guessed it Mifsud, so we'll continue to follow this story for you. We're glad we could bring you our conjecture early.
1: <laughs> nice job, guys. Yeah, thanks.
0: <laughs> um, and in response to BuzzFeed News's FOIA lawsuit for documents from the Mueller investigation, Jason Leopold says he's going to start receiving documents from the Mueller probe, perhaps as early as November, starting with the 302s, and that's pretty big—underlying evidence from the Mueller report. <laughs> Here it comes. Um, and speaking of the BuzzFeed FOIA. Judge Reggie Walton. He's a Bush appointee. He's a veteran judge. Uh, He was judge in in a a BuzzFeed FOIA case where they were asking for the unredacted Mueller report. And Walton said he would wait to see what Barr released, but then Mm -hmm. wouldn't rule out going through the Mueller report line by line to determine if the redactions were appropriate, the ones that Barr made. It's that Reggie Walton. Today, he warned prosecutors um, to either charge Andrew McCabe or drop their investigation, saying their indecision is undermining the credibility of the Justice Department. He says if they don't shit or get off the pot by November 15th, he will order Bill Barr to release internal FBI documents related to McCabe's firing. And I'm assuming they can't be good for Barr. Yeah. Walton confirmed during the hearing that McCabe has not been indicted. So we were correct on that. <laughs> And that means the grand jury did not return an indictment when they were recalled to do so a couple weeks ago. And the department is still weighing charges. Uh, we already know two frontline attorneys, uh, prosecutors in the DOJ, quit and went to private practice because of this case, the mishandling of this case. I don't have any more details on it other than that. But we, we called those beans a while back. We'll keep you posted. All of our support goes out to Andy McCabe, by the way. Yeah. You can donate to his legal defense fund at Um Wonderful man, wonderful family. Yeah. Um, Jill's great. They're f- literally salty the earth. Aces. Great news from
1: Reggie Walton. Yes, I mean they were they were just trying to politicize their firing so they could talk about it on Fox News. His
0: firing, rather. Yeah, and and and, and it seems like there was outside undue pressure to indict Andy with no. And the grand jury's like, we don't know. We're not. We don't have anything. We're not going <laughs> to do it. And and so yeah, I'm I'm surprised Jesse Liu's still there. I thought she might resign in in protest, but she's still there. Uh, And we have more news on the DOJ and the Southern District of New York, where Jesse Liu is a U.S. attorney doing some uh, shady shit. And we'll get to it right after right after this message. With the news about corruption in the White House coming at us at light speed and all the gaslighting coming from this administration, it's it's next to impossible to get a good night's sleep. And uh, as most of you know, sleep is my favorite thing ever. Sleep and wine. Uh, And a terrible mattress makes it. 10 times worse. You know, you add the anxiety onto a horrible mattress, but there's no need to sleep like you're on your college roommate's futon or your in-law's lumpy fold-out couch. So, out with the old and in with a great night's sleep with a Helix mattress. Uh, Helix Sleep customizes your sleep experience with an online quiz that takes just two minutes to complete. And it matches your body type and your sleeping preferences to the perfect mattress for you. So there's no more guesswork. They take all the guesswork out. So whether you're a side sleeper or a hot sleeper or you like a plush or a firm bed, with Helix, there's no more confusion and no more compromising on an average mattress. Helix Sleep was even awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2019 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Very current. Uh, just go to HelixSleep.com slash dailybeans. Take their two minute sleep quiz and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a ten year warranty. You get to try it out for a hundred nights risk free, and they'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will, I promise. Helix is offering up to hundred and twenty-five dollars off all mattress orders for our listeners at HelixSleep.com slash dailybeans. That's Helix H E L I X sleep.com slash dailybeans for up to one hundred and twenty five dollars off. All right, this is some good news. Amber Geiger was found guilty Thursday for fatally shooting her neighbor. Uh, if you remember this story, Geiger was an off-duty cop. Uh, entered his apartment on the fourth floor, thinking it was hers on the third floor. Um, thought her neighbor, Botham Jean, was an intruder. He's sitting there watching TV, and she fatally shot him with her with her piece. And she she's been out on three hundred thousand dollar bail. Now she's facing maximum. Uh, life in prison. The jury's job was to decide whether she acted reasonably when she used deadly force and if the prosecution had proved beyond a reasonable doubt that she intentionally killed Jean or if she should face a lesser charge like manslaughter, like if they truly believed it was an accident. So that's crazy that like, and I I remember this case coming out, you know, she had walked in um, to what she thought was her apartment. She said she said she was exhausted after a long day of work. Uh, and shot the guy who was in there and apparently the trajectory of the bullet showed that he was startled by her entry because he was apparently getting up so (sighs)
1: so (laughs) this woman wandered into the wrong apartment and shot a man sitting in his own living room
0: Uh, yeah uh, off-duty cop yeah Uh, well she was found guilty so there seems to be a little bit of justice, yeah, in the that's, world, in what seems like a very unjust world right now. So I wanted to share that with you all. I mean, that's
1: a that's a a little bit of hope in the dark in terms of us having a justice system that doesn't exclusively cater to white people. Yeah,
0: I th- I agree. <laughs> And here's what I was going to tell you about Southern District of New York. Uh, What used to be known as the sovereign Southern District of New York said Monday it will participate in a lawsuit filed by Trump to block the Manhattan district attorney from obtaining eight years of Trump's tax returns from Mazar's. That's his accounting firm. The Southern District of New York Civil Division chief said it would file a submission Wednesday, which was a deadline given by the judge in the case. I thought it was October 7th, but I must have been incorrect. Uh, I imagine it will be much like the Trump defense, which is that he cannot be criminally investigated because of the Office of Legal Counsel memo at the Department of Justice that says a president can't be indicted. So we'll keep you posted on that. But the the fact that Jesse Liu in Southern District of New York, mm-hmm. because <clears throat> I used to have a, a saying back in the old Mueller she wrote days that... Um, the arc of justice is long, but it bends towards the Southern District of New York <laughs> uh, because <clears throat> it appeared that that's where all the cases were going in the, in so the Mueller investigation, and they were doing a really good job prosecuting these cases. Uh, and now, uh, starting with when you know right after Barr came in, and then we find out later that the Southern District of New York has stopped investigating the Trump Organization in the hush money payment scandal, uh, and then of course uh, that's what Sy Vance picked it up from. Mm-hmm. So the, the Southern District of New York is like. We're not gonna. And then a judge went, if you're not gonna, I'm going to release all these warrant documents on Cohen, which Mm -hmm. he did. And they were pretty damning. So now Southern District of New York shut down that case. Cy Vance picked it up. And now the Southern District of New York is going to join Trump in trying to fight Sai Vance in, in, in the Manhattan district attorney's office to, to get these tax returns so that he can continue the investigation that I think Barr shut down in the Southern District of New York into those hush money payments and the Trump organization. They're they're looking not at federal uh, charges because they're, you know, Manhattan district attorney. They're looking at, um, you know, whether they falsified business documents yeah. in the Trump organization when they said they were paying Cohen back for legal, they they were paying him for legal work. Yeah, it was for Stormy Daniels. When they were actually um, reimbursing him mm-hmm. for these hush money payments that he made himself personally by taking out a second mortgage on his house.
1: Poor Michael Cohen. <laughs> really, though? He's kind of a douchebag. I mean, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I know. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not being serious
0: here. But yeah, and recently, like. I mean, poor Michael Cohen for, for aligning himself with Trump. I know. More like, wham, Michael Cohen. Yeah, more like sad trombone <laughs> yeah. Michael Cohen um, because he's just a criminal from way back. But um like super white collar criminal with his taxi medallion stuff and his uh, insurance fraud and all these oh, other things i'm so shocked i know color me shocked um but you know yeah he did come out he did testify against him but then he comes out recently and says i have information on ukraine it's fucking essential and uh from prison yeah and it's like <laughs> why didn't you do that in your proffer or you you know when you were helping and he actually never signed a cooperation agreement with Southern District of New York and so that could be why he didn't have to tell them everything but like if you're gonna come out and say I'm a hero I'm gonna tell you everything about this corrupt president and then you leave that bit out it's it's or I don't know what he has on Ukraine but to leave anything out would be disingenuous to me in my mind but you know maybe he's you know we talked about he's holding these things in his pocket so maybe he can when they come up he can lower his, his prison sentence um, yeah. I don't know
1: what, what do you think what are your beans on what happened here with the Southern District of New York no longer taking up this case and, and aligning what, what do you think Barr did
0: oh I think Bar's it's all Bar. Yeah, I think it's all Barr I mean he's just been traveling around the world uh, at Trump's direction trying mm-hmm. to investigate to discredit our intelligence agencies and now he's making the Department of Justice he completely wrecked the the independence and, and trust in the Department of Justice and, and therefore the entire federal justice system and now he was pushing I think um, he was pushing to, to get um, Andrew McCabe indicted mm-hmm. I think he was pushing to shut and he did shut effectively I think shut down the case into the hush money payments in the yeah. Southern District of New York and now he's pushing probably via Trump mm-hmm. uh, to, to help defend against this kid they'll lose yeah they'll lose and i wouldn't be surprised if there were some department of justice lawyers a lot like the doj lawyers on the citizenship 2020 census Mm -hmm. uh question case thing where the 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 lawyers were like um we're really sorry court we want to be candid and I, i was on vacation and we we conceded and now we're being told we can't concede I think this is one of those situations, and I'm I'm really interested to see what the Department of Justice lawyers do on this. There has to only be a handful left that are willing to do this shit. And Somebody what is Jesse? What is Jesse Liu gonna do? Because I've had conversations, sidebar conversations with some of my former U.S. Mm-hmm. Attorney friends, who are like, I had, you know, I thought Jesse Liu was a not a corrupt person. Yeah. So I think she, you know, to 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 have her still be there in in light of all this. Um, and a lot of people are like, well, maybe she's staying there <clears throat> to protect uh, some of these cases, but yeah. that means she's corrupt. Uh, you you can't do that, um, and it's it's that's corruption. <laughs> Even if you're trying to do it for a good reason, yeah. you publicly resign and come forward. Yeah, is what you have to do. So I, I'd watch, keep your eye on Jesse Liu. All right, time for a little Schadenfreude. schadenfreude. Uh, speaking about when Trump tried to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census and got his ass beat in court and had to pay $2.7 million to the ACLU to pay their legal fees for the New York case. Um, we found out on Monday BuzzFeed News obtained documents from the Justice Department showing Trump now has to pay an additional $3.95 million to the challengers in the Maryland cases. Um, best news... That amount is expected to grow because they're still working on what Trump has to pay in the defendants for the defendants uh, legal fees on the West Coast cases. So the requirement to pay these legal fees, by the way, comes from the Equal Access to Justice Act that says parties who win civil cases against the government can claim at least some of their legal fees. So I think that's absolutely wonderful. Um, So I wanted to bring that little um, injection of joy to you before we get to our last story. Just a little something. Because this last story... Uh, It's the first time I audibly gasped while watching the news when I saw this headline come up on the the screen. Mm -hmm. And I I, I would just... My my eyes filled up with tears. It was the most horrific thing. So, content warning. Mm -hmm. Um, I audibly gasped. But our final story is about a horrific, uh, horrific thing coming from the New York Times Tuesday night about things Trump has said privately about migrants based on about a dozen interviews from sources with knowledge who were at the meetings. Trump talked privately about fortifying his wall with a water-filled trench with alligators or snakes. And while that may sound like he was joking, he actually asked aides for a cost estimate for that. Uh, he, <clears throat> he wanted an electrified wall. He wanted his wall to have flesh-piercing spikes on the top. And after publicly suggesting a border patrol agent the border patrol agents shoot migrants who threw rocks, Um, Remember that he he, they were like should throw rocks shoot him. He was told like that was illegal and you have to stop that. Later privately he suggested they shoot them in the legs to slow them down. So this is just absolutely. um, This is. I like barely have words. I I can't even think of what to say. Yeah. Um, it's horrifying. It's absolutely horrifying. These are human human beings.
1: Yeah. I. I'm a I, I'm so grateful for the community of this show because you guys give me so much hope that we are gonna turn this corner away from this administration um, and better days will come. But yeah, it's it's so fucking hard reading stuff like this because we've known that we've suspected and we've seen tidbits of this side of Trump, especially right now with him calling for the execution of people in Congress, <laughs> essentially. Um, so it's really terrifying. But, yeah, I I I don't even know what to say. What else to say? I mean, he's a, he's not a good person. It's hard. It's hard to
0: read. Um, it's hard to know what to say. It's so awful. And that, I was only getting through like the first paragraph of it.
1: I would say for me, the, the, we've been talking a little bit about karmic balance on the podcast lately. Today seems like a really great day to donate to. Um, you know the charity or fund of your choice that um, helps people at the border. Um, Racy's Texas is a great one. Yeah I've I've, no more deaths is one that I've contributed (laughs) to in the past past. so um, yeah do your research but yeah doing something to help the people at the border um, and to help the refugees seems like a really great ask for today.
0: Because we had such good news on immigration with the, the federal judges blocking his you know all over the country, not just hundred miles from the mm-hmm. border deport anyone who doesn't have papers mm-hmm. uh, rule and then um, the other one which was he wanted to be able to detain children mm-hmm. indefinitely yeah we had such good news and then the, and then this comes out and um i you you can call it a distraction if you want, but it's I think it's it has to be talked about um yeah it's uh this was uh this is world. This is World War Two shit right here.
1: Yeah, if you're um, if you're an immigrant or um, you know, you came to this country from somewhere else, like we're with you, and we support you and we care about you. It 100%. must be a
0: horrific thing to read. And so, and if you want to tell your story, reach out to Tamar Katan. He has a whole podcast uh, about it. What's he about it? Called "They Tried to Bury Us." Mm-hmm. And yeah, this would be a great karmic balance. Um, if you if you wanna uh, do anything, let us know. Tweet at us uh, at Daily Beans Pod and use hashtag Karmic Balance. This is this would be a good candidate for that because this is just absolutely appalling, and I don't even know what else to say about it. I yeah. the words that we've been using for this administration are all used up. Yeah, there aren't words to describe what this is.
1: Yeah, just keep you know doing what you're doing. Keep keep donating when you can keep calling your
0: reps keep yelling you know it's working keep being awesome you guys are also yeah. awesome and we love you so much and uh, appreciate your support and that is the show sorry to end it ended on such a downer um, do you have any final thoughts I don't I
1: I just like you always say like just really take care of yourselves and take care of your loved ones and um, you know do do something nice for the world but also do something nice for yourself it's, um, remember that that mental health is translates to physical health. You know, all the stress you're feeling is going to is is wearing on all of us. So do a little yoga, take a walk in nature, cook something nutritious, like make sure you're taking care of your mental and physical health because it's a stressful time and we're all being gaslit. And um, I just that's what I want for all of you right now is just to it's just a little bit of extra self
0: care. Big virtual hugs going out to all of you. And um, I do have one quick final thought. Uh, A quick note on what's going on with Jalisa. We're choosing to remain professional regarding Jalisa's comments today. Uh, We're working with our network to resolve this amicably. It makes me very sad. There have been instances of egregious misconduct um we can't comment further on at this time nor would i want to i truly wish julisa the best i wish her all of the success in the world with her projects uh i just wanted to to address it and let you know that um that's kind of what's happening right now and um well you know i don't know what else to say about it it's just really sad it makes me very sad yeah but we i think we both wish her the best as does jordan all of us do. Yeah, absolutely. All right. That is the show. Thank you so much. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet and take care of your mental health. I've been A.G. I've been Amanda Reader. Them's the beans. The Daily Beans is produced by A.G., featuring Jalisa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mizell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah of Valencia. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jalisa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com.